Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is presented to you by our friends over at MyBookie. When your money's on the line, choose a trusted sports book that gives you tools to win, like MyBookie. At MyBookie, it doesn't matter if your team is up or down. You can easily cash out or bet the game live to come out on the winning side. Use MyBookie for daily odds boosts, same game parlays, and take advantage of huge prize pool contests. Every single sack, fumble, and touchdown is another chance to hit payday. To get started, go to MyBookie.ag and on your first deposit, use promo code TSUS to grab a deposit match up to $1,000. Try the MyBookie money bag to grab a potential Super Bowl front runner at long shot odds. Plus 38,000 on the Eagles and Chiefs. You won't find odds like that anywhere else. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere, only with my bookie. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi-entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, SEC both Network. on the App Store. The show once and again, Chris, what's going on, my friend? They're How are you? 4. Hey, man, I'm good. The app I store am, uh, with rave reviews. We're, so we're many fans and listeners season, of the Spurs Up uh, show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. It is a download the Prize Picks app. Really, for the Prize Picks when you do this point, use that promo code. If there's anybody who deserves to take a breather, you it is to receive. A instant deposit oh, match a lot of it is up to one hundred dollars. Be sure to check them out and, and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent so you. Much like, uh, Let's get it. Like a bookend uh, to the season, going to, to Nashville this year, and then having the championship game in Atlanta. Just so much fun to catch up with everybody. Well, Chris, let's talk about that game that took place on Saturday at Mercedes-Benz. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Alabama, Princeton, High. A large portion of my show, Chris, today is going to be Edie Close. I was wrong about Heck, I was wrong about Jacob Rogo. And I feel like I've been talking to Feels scary, right? This feels like a scary moment yeah. to be going into a game like this and doubting Nick Saban and his team. And uh, they certainly made us eat that crow on Saturday, a 27-24 to 24 win. Your initial takeaways from what was a huge victory for the Alabama Crimson Tide over Kirby Smart and Jordan. Yeah. Well, we can go back and talk about the season in totality in, in a minute, but uh, I was – I agree – I. I was of the same mindset of, as you were on every one of those points you just talked about, whether it was expectations from the preseason, how I thought they were playing in the month of September, what I projected that to look like for the rest of the year, uh, and then specifically in this ball game. But I, I left Mercedes-Benz Stadium on Saturday evening thinking, why in the hell would I possibly have picked Georgia to beat Alabama? Knowing the, the, the history of, of these two teams meeting one another with these two head coaches, Knowing how comfortable Nick Saban is, how successful he is in that building, in that city in general, uh, in, in those types of ball games, very disappointed in myself from not learning a lesson in 2021 when it was the exact same setup. It was everybody talking about Georgia. It was Alabama being overlooked and, in some people's opinions, disrespected. They were six-point underdogs, and yet we all wanted to jump on the Georgia bandwagon. I, like you, picked them to win a close one. I thought it was going to be 31 30 not quite as explosive on offense as I expected. Maybe one of the most surprising things to me, though, Chris, was in the fourth quarter when, when Georgia cut the game to three, Alabama needed a big drive. They went right down the field running the football. I thought that, that the way the game played out with Alabama being the bully physically on both lines of scrimmage, imposing their will upon G- Georgia, which was not something we had seen at any point in the season, Really was shocking to me, but it was also a great illustration of how far this team has come from that that game against Texas where they were the ones that were getting bullied by the opposing offensive and defensive lines. Chris, you mentioned the physicality, and I want to go there. And like you like you said, it just it's so impressive to think what Eric Wolford's offensive line was just a couple weeks ago, a month ago. I mean, they were getting bullied in the trenches, like you mentioned. They could not protect the quarterback. They're one of the worst in the SEC in regards to sacks, and it felt like in a lot of occasions it was weird seeing Alabama be the second most physical team on the field, or even seeing it be even, because we're so used to seeing the Crimson Tide uh, push their opponents around. I mean, just continue to speak to, like, what growth and evolution did you see in the trenches? Because it's, you know, it's one thing to improve as the season goes and pick on Kentucky and pick on some others, but when you make Georgia look the way they did, I mean, that's it doesn't get much better than that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think sometimes we get caught up in talking about physicality as it relates to the lines of scrimmage, which is certainly a, applicable. We talk about the SEC being a line of scrimmage league, but they were physical in every aspect of the, the game. You know, I thought 
one of the real things that stood out to me earlier in the season as I watched uh, Alabama's secondary was how physical they are, how willing they are to come up and run support and tackle. You know, you, you don't see guys like Terry on Arnold as anxious to tackle ball carriers in space as he is. Um, the safety play from, from Georgia, uh, I just thought the defense was, was incredibly physical as a unit, and they play in great harmony together. Uh, on the offensive line, I thought it was a real position of liability heading into the season. Uh, they, they gave up a ton of sacks against Texas, uh, really struggled to, to be able to um, pass protected time. Some of that's Jalen Milrow. Jalen Milrow still holds the ball a little bit too long. He's got to find a way to anticipate and get the ball out more. But I thought the Alabama ball carriers, including Milrow, played with a high level of physicality. And it just was an approach to go out there and show who the who the real bully on the block was, because we all made the mistake that oh Alabama's lost it's 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 in the hierarchy of of the SEC they've lost their their perch at the top. Um, Georgia has come in and obviously won the last two national championships, but how many SEC championships do they have to show for it? That, that was the thing that stood out to me, Chris, was how much the Alabama Crimson Tide players. The, the staff, the coaches, the fans celebrated what winning an SEC title what means. And I know you can say that uh, it keeps them alive in the college football playoffs, but I think they really took great pleasure in leaving that stadium knowing that they are the best team in this 14-team conference that's viewed as the, the best fo- football conference in the country. Yeah, Chris, I, I, I can't disagree more with people that say, and I understand the expanded playoff, right? We're not going to get games that, that like that SEC championship that don't have a net below them to where, you know, Georgia would still be in a 12-team playoff. Like, I, I get that. People like games with no safety net, as they like to say. But winning the SEC, I forgive me, I just don't ever see it losing its luster. I mean, it's it's just when you win the best conference in the land – you know, I, I thought – I looked at that game, Chris, and maybe this is just me, but I looked at that game as a big game, not because of the college football playoff. That was an added plus, but because of the implications of the game, because of what it would have meant yeah. had Kirby Smart beaten his mentor and Nick Saban and what it means for Nick Saban instead uh, to beat his protege. I mean, that, that that to me was why that was a big football game. And, I mean, I'm sure you can expand as a player, yeah. but I don't think the playoff – changes what that game's going to mean i agree with you on that it's 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 so difficult to win it's so tough to get to that game and it's going to get even more difficult with the elimination of division like just getting to atlanta is an accomplishment in and of itself and i could tell you you know i played in the first four of these i know what it's like to be able to to uh i know what it's like to lose as we lost the first one in 92 and i know what it means to win as we won the next three and to be able to walk off of that that stadium uh, that that field in that stadium uh, after an SEC championship game, really means something to the players. And Coach Spurrier used to talk to us. You can, he, he said, you you can take uh, championships to the grave. You know, banners, titles, ring games, those are important. Money doesn't go with you, but championships do. And and uh, that's always been my approach. And you can see that that Alabama takes great pride in leaving that field as a, as a champion of the Southeastern Conference again. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, Chris, you look at this game. Let me ask you this first. What do you say to the dog fans that come to you and ask about, well, Chris, what about that uh, What about that fourth down play where uh, the catch that appeared to be not a catch, Kirby Smart didn't take a timeout? What What was your thoughts on that call? That certainly was – I'm not saying that's why Georgia won, obviously, yeah. but, well, I mean – It was the biggest play way. of the game. Fourth yeah. and four there was the biggest play in the ball game. And, um, you know, I was standing at the other end of the sideline, so I really couldn't see it very well. Um, I did think it was interesting that that didn't get reviewed, but the catch down the, the Georgia sideline later got reviewed for that was crazy. Way that too was long. crazy. Like, yeah, I don't even know what, <laughs> what they were looking at. But um, it, it, at the end of the day, what happened was Alabama went out there, won the ball game. But for the first time this season, Georgia contributed some of the mistakes that they made. The, the fumble inside the 20s, one that comes to mind. Uh, the penalty right before the field goal attempt at halftime that doinked off the, the upright comes to mind. But the things that weren't seen until you go back and look at the tape, missed blocks on third and short, guys not fulfilling their assignments. They, I always brag about how well coached Georgia is and how well they are at going out there and doing what each of their, their assignments are. They are the ones that failed themselves. And if they executed a little bit better, perhaps they leave the field as the SEC champion. But uh, take nothing away from, from Alabama but it did not it did not play out the way that um, I expected it to in Georgia doing what they had done all season long and not contributing to the loss with some of their mistakes and lack of execution. Certainly, Chris, some uncharacteristics moments from the dogs, but that can happen against the Alabama Crimson Tide in a game like that. So, Chris, we move now the conversation shifts to the college football playoff. I'll first ask you this. You watch that game. Those are two of the four best teams in college football, right? We're about to get into yeah. this conversation, but, I mean, you can't yeah. sit here and convince me that Georgia is not one of the four best. I understand why it didn't play out that way, but I am really happy we're getting the expanded playoff because a team like Georgia, they're one of the best four, man. I mean, come for, on, let's be honest. Forget like, the 10-year history of the college football playoff rankings, which we've never seen a number one drop that far mm-hmm. in the, from losing the championship game, but – Tell me when in any of the AP or coaches' polls that we've ever seen a number one team lose to a top ten opponent and fall five spots. Like, the fact that they went to number six was an absolute joke. Uh, I still think if you're looking, and we can talk more about the Florida State stuff coming up here, but if you're looking at who the four best teams are, Georgia is one of those four best teams. You can tell uh, just with the eye test. And that's why we don't use the BCS rankings anymore. That's why we use human beings that are able to – to make uh, decisions and, and can deduce 
based upon the, what their eye tells them. Um, and so I, I think that everybody knows that Georgia's one of the best. They do get screwed by the fact that there's only four teams. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a credit to the improvement of some of the other Power Five conferences. Watching what Washington has done in the, the Pac-12 this year is impressive. Watching what uh, the resurgence of Texas in the Big 12 uh, has done is impressive. But in a normal season, Georgia loses that game by three points to a top 10 opponent, and they still are in the college football playoff field. Chris, let's get into the college football playoff field at number one, Michigan, number two, Washington. Those two made a lot of sense. Both those teams handled their business. I think we were all in agreement. Okay, one, two is going to be those two teams. Beyond that is where things started to get interesting. At number three, you have the Texas Longhorns, who won the Big 12 championship. And, of course, they beat Alabama at their place by double digits earlier in the season. Then at number four, Alabama gets the nod over undefeated Florida State. Florida State without Jordan Travis. Let me add that. So, this is the talking point in the college football world today. Your thoughts? Did the committee get it right in their top four? Would your top four have been different in any way? And specifically on the Florida State conversation, if they did or did not get it right, your reasoning why? Well, you can ask the question, did they get it right or did Florida State get screwed? And the answer to those questions are yes and yes. Both things can <laughs> exist, right? Because I, I do think that Florida State, you go through the entirety of your regular season schedule, you win your conference championship game, you're a power five conference member, and yet you get left out. That is getting screwed. But at the same time, without Jordan Travis, you watched it with your own eyes. You watched how they struggled to score against a Florida defense that's not very good. You watched watching them struggle to score uh, against a Louisville defense that just gave up 38 points to a middle-of-the-road Kentucky team the previous week. Those things are actually true as well. Uh, it, if, if they would have gotten into the field, they're probably double-digit underdogs to the number one seed. Uh, so I think Alabama, the champion of the Southeastern Conference, the resume, the strength of record, um, the, the fact that they come in with a win over the number one team in the country, uh, combined with Jordan Travis not being available – they made the right decision there. But as you said, I mean, what a perfect segue into the the, the, the expansion of the field to 12. Uh, there's so many arguments that lead Georgia being left out. Uh, the fact that, that Florida State's left out as an undefeated ACC champion is a perfect example of that. And I'm just excited about what those matchups will look like next year. The Spurs Up show is brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a flavorful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate the game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. The Spurs Up show is also brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. 
Download the GameTime app or head over to GameTime.co and use the promo code SPURSUP for $20 off your first purchase. Again, that's promo code SPURSUP, S-P or S-U-P, for $20 off your first purchase. GameTime is the best ticket buying app available that removes all the stress of the ticket buying process. They have things like images of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Guys, you can buy your tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps, and you're set. And also, tickets, they're sent directly to your phone. So no more scrambling, searching through your email, trying to find the tickets you just bought. Whether it be the Gamecocks, a concert, a comedy club event, you name it, whatever the event is, Buying tickets shouldn't be stressful, and Game Time is the way to go. Again, that's our friends at Game Time. Go download the Game Time app or go to GameTime.co. And when you do, create an account and use promo code SPURSUP. That's S-P-U-R-S-U-P for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Chris, to your point, I was just thinking that this is a perfect segue into the 12-team playoff because, you know, it would solve this and expanded playoff, and we're going to get that next year. To your point, by the way, Chris, of the committee, maybe, I I don't know, just I I don't want to say not knowing what they're doing, but, I mean, Florida State 5, Georgia 6. There's nobody, and we're going to get the game, but I don't think there's many folks out there that think Florida State's going to beat Georgia. I I just – and, unfortunately, that game's probably going to be very uh, opt-out impacted, but – I don't think anybody be taking FSU to beat Georgia without Jordan Travis. Let's just clarify. no, I, I no, don't see no. That. And, and and I think you go down, you know, the rest of the list. I think yeah, Georgia deserved to be ahead of Florida State. I think that you know SMU deserved to be ahead of Liberty. I mean, there there are a lot of different um, mistakes and hypocrisies uh, that that were were shown um, by the committee. But I I I, I thought would would have been interesting, Chris. Let's say that that Georgia would have won that game, and they stay at number one. Michigan wins, stays at number two. Washington wins, um, and, and and then Florida State's an undefeated Power Five champion. I think the committee would have gone with the four undefeated teams. It's a nice, neat package. You don't have to get into any of the adversity. But when one spot opened up, then the debate became between Texas and Alabama. Uh, do you leave a one-loss SEC champion out if you're going to put Alabama in? You have to put Texas in. And so when that, that, that availability for only one team opened up, uh, it was Florida State that could be justified the best as being left out because of Jordan Travis not being available. So, Chris, what do you say to, you know, we, we heard some uh, analysts yesterday in the, the college football ranking selection show mention it's a, it's a travesty for the sport. It's, it's a black eye on college football. Like, what, what do you say to that? Because I agree with you. I, I think the committee's job was to get the four best. And to your point, that's what I keep going back to that I'm surprised more people aren't bringing up. This is why we have a committee of human beings and not yeah. computers determining. Because to your point, it's it's not just put numbers in a computer. It's use your eyes and your brain and you tell me with a straight face that Florida State without Jordan Travis, and it sucks, and you're right, they got screwed. But you tell me with a straight face, they are the same football team. I yeah. understand what their team as a collective earned, and that sucks. But I think more so who hurt Florida State's chances is TCU last year, where it's like you have a team and they beat Michigan, but nobody wants to see 65 to 7 again. I mean, yeah. it's just so it's do you put the four best in what the computers say, maybe the undefeated, or do you let the human beings use their brain and use judgment and 
make the determination. And they're far from perfect. Human error yeah. is real, but you know, you can we can talk in circles forever about this thing. True. Yeah. Well, I think there's a Florida State has a lot of people to blame, and they can blame their own leadership. I mean, my my co-host on SEC this morning made a good point. Peter Burns said today, if you go back and, and look. The bowl alliance, or, or, or the not the bowl, the alliance that that the ACC made with the Big Twelve uh, and and the Big Ten, where they they decided you know that they weren't going to vote to bring the expanded playoffs to the twenty twenty three season. We could have been dealing with a twelve team playoff this year if they would have not voted against moving that up. Um, also, you look at the committee; there are more committee members that have ties to the ACC, including. Boo Corrigan, who's the, the ACC, uh, uh, the athletic director at NC State, who is the, the committee spokesperson. Like, there is a, this was not an SEC uh, inside job. This was not any sort of SEC bias. It's people, as you said, that are looking with their own eyes and can see that this is a totally different team. And, and I, think, I think you go back to what you said in, in, um, about the blowout last year with TCU. Like, nobody wants that. And that's exactly what was coming. You watch Florida State, but they, they scored 16 points against the team that Kentucky and Kentucky, Alabama owes Kentucky a, a bit of a thank you too. That was the biggest win of the SEC conference season uh, to take away or, or the out of conference season to be able to take away what would have been a top 10 win from Florida State uh, had they they've been able to beat Kentucky. Um, Louisville losing some of its uh, some some of its regard nationally was a big deal, but. Go back and look, like, what is Florida State's biggest win? They lost to a three-loss SEC, or they beat a three-loss SEC, probably fourth or fifth team in the in the conference in LSU. Uh, Clemson had four losses. They were a ranked team at the time. Duke was a ranked team at the time. They had five losses. So th- there's a, a lot that can go around. But the blame on the ACC themselves and not, you know, taking advantage of a fast start in weeks one and week two is really what cost Florida State as well. Chris, I have to imagine, just on the Florida perspective, I doubt there were many tears shed yesterday in Gainesville, correct? <laughs> well, it, I saw some great memes, uh, one yeah. of which had, had uh, Florida State, Georgia, Florida in the same uh, slide saying, all three out of the playoffs, you know, same deal, right? But uh, <laughs> I, I think, again, the eye test will tell you they're too different. But it, it's um, it, it's really hard for me. I, I don't have a, a, a lot of great things to say about Florida State typically. Much more respect for Georgia and the SEC uh, members here in this league. But uh, I did feel really bad for Florida State's players and for Mike Norvell. Watching them hear the news of the reaction was uh, was very tough to watch. But I think at the same time, one of the most telling reactions was Michigan when they announced that it was Alabama that they'd be playing. The the Oh, man, that, that to me is the greatest <laughs> illustration that the committee got it right by having Alabama in over Florida State. Very telling indeed, Chris. So as we look towards the playoff, just your first reaction to the matchups, we're going to get Michigan and Alabama. I think that's going to be the 5 o'clock game at the Rose Bowl. The later game, Texas and Washington. So we could potentially get a rematch of Alabama and Texas, which ironically enough, Chris, let's just call it for what it'd be. It'd be an all-SEC national championship because Texas is literally joining the league next summer. So your thoughts, though, on the path potential path for Alabama. I mean, at this point, we spent all season doubting Nick Saban and the Crimson Tide. I don't know many folks that are probably going to want to do that again with extra time to get ready. 
Yeah, you look at the the four teams in the field, man, you're talking about some massive brands there. And it, it, it's so cool to see those logos, of the Michigan M and the Texas Longhorns and, and the Alabama Crimson Tide and, and watching Washington be in the mix. It really is, it is pretty impressive in that way. But you can tell me what you want. I, I think I saw Michigan was a two-point favorite initially over Alabama. The favorite to win it all is the Alabama Crimson Tide. I honestly think that the, the best matchup and what we're likely to see in Houston is with the three and four seeds playing one another and getting that rematch that you talked about. Not only will we get the rematch of, of an earlier September game from this season, we get a 2009 national championship rematch between the Longhorns and the Crimson Tide. So I, I think there's a ton of great storylines, but um, I'm so excited that Alabama gets to play Michigan in the Rose Bowl on New Year's Day at the typical five o'clock kickoff time, Eastern Standard Time, or yeah, the Eastern Time that that it'll be played. Chris, to the rest of the bowl slate, I'm not going to ask you to go into any specifics in regards to these games. we got a long time before these games are played, but was there any particular game or games that jumped out to you? I mean, obviously, Georgia, Florida State's yeah. a big one. Mizzou, Ohio State, I can't wait to see yeah. what Mizzou can do in that one, although now we know Kyle McCord is in the transfer portals. I mean, yeah. it's funny. We talk about these bowl games, and, you know, we're I, I, I'm a college football junkie. You are as well. We're going to be excited either way, but they don't mean exactly what they meant, and they don't look the way they looked, yeah. just, say, 10 or 15 years ago. But Ole Miss, Penn State, I mean, Tennessee, Iowa, can Iowa get off the bus and score any points? Anyways, were there any games, yeah. any of the matchups that you saw and you were like, oh, I'm really excited to see yeah. that? Yeah, you know, I think first and foremost it is the Missouri-Ohio State matchup. I think that's going to be an interesting game because you're going to have a team in Missouri that's all going to play. I have a hard time believing any of those players are going to – opt out and then um you look at, at uh, ohio state you're already going to be out kyle mccord can't imagine that uh that marvin harrison jr plays uh that some of the other guys that are nfl uh, bound are going to play in that one so um I, I would probably give the advantage to missouri in that i feel like ole miss and penn state too it's like that old spider-man meme pointed each other they're both those teams that have tried to get into the upper echelons of their respective conferences neither of them being able to get the wins over the, the two big teams in their league to, to push themselves into that, that same grouping, um, both 10 and two. So that should be a really good one. And knowing that we're having Jackson Dart back next year means we get a chance to have him in this ball game. I think Ole Miss will be pretty close to, to full strength. And then the one off the radar that I'm most excited about, Chris, is Clemson and Kentucky. I've been going on and on about how valuable that Kentucky win over Louisville was. They get a chance to play another uh, ACC team. So, that's one that I'm going to keep my eye on as well. Chris Doring of SEC Network does a fantastic job. Chris, one last thing, and I'll get you out of here again. We appreciate you being gracious with your time. The transfer portal madness has officially begun. Again, I mentioned Kyle McCord at Ohio State. Yeah. We've seen Dylan Gabriel from Oklahoma into the portal, which I think that one's interesting because they said he still might play in the bowl game, which I'm like, wait, you're entering the portal, but you might – well, hold on out. Does that not make perfect sense? They got a stud out there at Oklahoma that they're excited about. And Dylan Gabriel now can go with Jeff Levy to Starkville to be the, the next coach of the, uh, the next quarterback at Mississippi State. I think it's a perfect agreement because I think that that uh, Oklahoma wants to move on with the younger player next year. But why not let Dylan Gabriel, Gabriel play in this one, knowing that he's likely to go with Coach Levy? So I, I think it makes a lot of sense there. And State has emerged, I believe, as one of the favorites to land him. Also, Will Rogers getting the crystal ball to Washington, which I think that makes a lot of sense when you look at 
his dynamic, his profile as a player, I should say, and I think what he could be in the Washington offense as a gunslinger. Uh, we've seen it with Juice Wells, Chris Doring, entering the transfer portal. That was one that really surprised people and, of course, happened within the last five or six days or so. Your just overall thoughts on the portal madness. I think you and I talked about this a couple months ago, but, I mean, do you follow along? Like, what's your overall thoughts on just what takes place? We've seen uh, Nolan yeah. from Texas A&M, the great defensive lineman. He's, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's true. Let's call it for what it is. It's true free agency in college football. Like, and it's it great for content, it, but it's yeah, it's madness. Yeah. It's great for you and I for what we do here talking about the sport. But as a former player, I can't even imagine putting myself in that position. Like growing up, loving Florida, loving my experience there through my first couple of years. The idea of going somewhere else to play my final season is just something I can't even wrap my, my brain around. But you said it's like free agency. Yeah, it's like free agency without any sort of rules. There's no there's no uh, the salary cap. There's no uh, sort of, of – guide rails there there's nothing to prevent roster tampering which we know still is taking place so uh, there has to be a couple things that that get mandated i do think we still need some scheduling uniformity which uh, we can go back to what we talked about before Uh, all schedules are not even and and so it does require um, committee members to make judgments but i also think we need some sort of um, some sort of rules in place but enforcement in place is maybe the the biggest thing because there are rules right now but none of them are being enforced. And when you have a, a coach come out like Matt Rule did and said that a, a starting quarterback in the portal can go from anywhere from $1.5 to $2 million, uh, uh, you're talking about pay for play. And uh, those things right now are supposed to be illegal. They need to be enforced, and as does roster tampering. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Chris, man, it's been a fun season. I appreciate you. We'll be yeah. in conversation after this. I want you to take some time off, man. You've deserved it. And by the way, I want to plug this. You do a great job with your good friend Jacob Hester pre-gaming the SEC. Highly encourage folks Thank to check you, it out. We follow on social media. I see you guys clips all the time. Saw all the SEC championship stuff again. You guys, I saw you had Steven Garcia on the airwaves. I'm, I'm sure that yeah, was a Steven fun. Garcia. Yeah, yeah, he came in. And by the way, uh, for all the Gamecock folks there, um, down in Gainesville, we started uh, uh, an award along with the Football Writers uh, of uh, Association of America, the Steve Spurrier First Year Coach of the Year Award. Coach Spurrier take, su- took such pride in what he did when he took over at Duke, what he did in his first year when he took over at Florida, what he did when he took over at South Carolina. And uh, everybody says you got to be patient. You got to have time to let a coach build his program. And some of that's true, but I think what Coach Spurrier did 
was uh, getting guys to buy into the vision of what he was trying to create and, and gave you guys experience that, you know, how much confidence and swagger he gave the teams that he coached because of who he was. So uh, we have that coach, uh, first year coach of the year award in his name in Gainesville. Uh, I think that Steven Garcia is going to come up for the event in February. I'll have to get the information to you, but uh, just a great opportunity to not only celebrate the winners, and this year we're going to be honoring Coach Rick as the as the Legend Award winner, and uh, we'll see who ends up winning. I think Jeff Brown might be in the running. There's a few other first-year coaches uh, that might be in the running this year. But um, for those of you that want to come celebrate Coach Spurrier and what he meant to college football, we'd love to have those folks in attendance in, get, in Gainesville in late February. Beautiful. Well, yeah, we'll stay in touch, Chris. Again, I appreciate you. Again, take some time off, my yeah. friend. It's well-deserved. You and I will be in touch off the air, but, man, really Sounds good stuff. Good. This season was a blast, and we'll talk again soon, my friend. Good fun, man. Take care, Chris. Yeah, man, appreciate you. ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call click or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done